Hi there, welcome back. I'm Pastor Lars Hammer from Lord of Grace Lutheran Church here in Marana, Arizona. I want to welcome you all back to the Walk Through the Psalms Bible Study. Today we're going to take a little bit of a look at Psalm 74, and there'll be uh, a few weeks of Psalm 74 as we walk through it. It's got a bunch of different sections. To, what we do in these Psalm Bible studies, if you are new here, is I just take a little look at a, a chunk of a psalm, usually not even a whole psalm. We look a little bit at the context. We talk a little bit about what it might mean for us today. I love the psalms, and I've said this many times, that I love the psalms because they are very real and honest expressions of faithful people who often are really struggling with who God is, uh, what God is doing, and they're not always, oh, Lord is great. Uh, they're often, God, you're not doing what you should be doing. They're, so they're very, they're very real, right? They're where all of us are. You know, every one of us in our faith has had a time when we've questioned God's goodness. Uh, we've questioned maybe God's existence. We've struggled with how God could let this or that happen. Uh, we've struggled how God could let those things happen to us. We, all, we, we go through these kind of things, and I always like to remind everyone that the Bible itself is not a manual on uh, rainbows and butterflies. It is God's people often expressing their very real uh, resentments towards God, their real frustrations, as well as their faith, because faith is a mixture of that, right? As any relationship is, right? You're loyal, uh, you're excited, but you're also frustrated and irritated. And the problem of suffering that we all go through is there in all the Psalms, and they deal with it in a very real way, not in a way intended to always be impressive uh, or a way that's intended to always um, show God's good side, so to speak. So we're going to start out Psalm 74. Uh, we're going to look at verses 1 through 3, and then I'm going to jump. We'll finish up with verses 9 through 11. Like I say, I don't do every single verse. Um, it just take too long. So let's take a look at it. Let's dig in here. Just verses 1 through 3. O oh God, why do you cast us off forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you acquired long ago, which you redeemed to be the tribe of your heritage. Remember Mount Zion, where you came to dwell? Direct your steps to the perpetual ruins. The enemy has destroyed everything in the sanctuary. Ooh. So, the, the, this is some heartfelt pleading here. This is some real struggle. What's going on? This psalm, we think, is probably written uh, after the destruction of Jerusalem, maybe even after the people came back. So, the history, the two-second history, is that Jerusalem was sacked in 587 B.C. The Babylonians... Uh, burned the temple, they burned a lot of the city, they hauled most of the people, not all, most of them, off to Babylon, which is now in Iraq, and they were there for 75 years, and they got to come back. And the prophets had promised in the meantime that it would be so great in Jerusalem and they would get to come back, and God would restore this kingdom, and God would restore the city, and it will be so great, and there will be vineyards everywhere, and it, Prophet Isaiah goes on and on about how great it would be. The people come back, the city's kind of still in ruins, they're still struggling, things aren't that great, 
Uh, and, you know, because the city's been kind of half wrecked for 75 years, you know. If it wasn't made of stone, there wouldn't, probably wouldn't have been much left of it. And the temple still destroyed. So this psalm, we think, comes in at that point. Probably when the people have come back to Jerusalem and they're looking around, things aren't that great. And they're, they're sort of feeling like this expectation they had that God was going to deliver them didn't come through. That what the prophet said didn't happen. Why didn't it happen? And so they take their frustration straight to God who had made this promise. So here we go. That's your 10 second, two minute context there. Oh God, uh, why do you cast us off forever? So, you know, this, that, I mean, that's pretty harsh. Forever, really, forever. Um, and of course, if you remember the prophets, God didn't cast you off. You know, the people earned it got what they deserve through their own idolatry. But anyways, that's the belief, right? God, why aren't you paying attention? Are, are you going to let this go on forever? Right? Well, when does this end? When does it end? Why does your anger smoke? What, a, what, what kind of a, an image? Anger smoking? You know, like God's a dragon breathing fire or something like that? That's kind of the image it's playing with, right? We talk about anger. I mean, we all talk about, you know, being smoking mad. Uh, but your anger smokes against the sheep of your pasture. That's your people. We're, we're the sheep of your pasture, right? You're the shepherd, we are the sheep of your pasture. That image, that's all over the Bible. So, God, why are you raging against us? We're just sheep, you know? They're, they're, this isn't fair. You're the all-powerful, we're just sheep. Remember your congregation there, verse 2. Uh, your congregation, your community, your people... This is, this is the whole people of Israel, not just like a particular uh, church congregation, a particular uh, synagogue congregation. This is the whole collection of people, the collective. What, remember all of us, um, which uh, you acquired long ago. You picked us. I mean, that's a whole part of the story, right? Of all the people in the world, God, you picked us. You picked us, right? So you claimed us, which is all fine and great, um, and you redeemed to be the tribe of your heritage. You not only picked us, but you, you, you chose us to be uh, the ones to carry on your word in this world. So you picked us and gave us this special responsibility and this special honor. But if, if your heritage, your word is going to continue, your people have to continue. So don't cast us off, right? No, no, no people, no legacy. You want a legacy, you got to keep us going. Don't forget us. But that's also part of the promise, right? Hold up your promise, God. Remember Mount Zion. That's where Jerusalem is. So that's code for Jerusalem. Remember Jerusalem where you came to dwell. So the Ark of the Covenant was there. The temple was there. It was believed that God's presence, not like God wasn't everywhere, but God's presence was most in that temple in Jerusalem. That's what they mean. So remember Jerusalem where you used to live. The temple was destroyed, but you know, God, don't forget it. Remember, remember those were good days. Um, direct your steps to the perpetual ruins. Ah, why don't you come with me and take a tour of the city to see what it looks like. In case you've forgotten, you know, we came back from Babylon now and things are still kind of a mess. In fact, they're a lot mess. Right? The enemies destroyed everything in the sanctuary. Everything. It's all been wiped out. Uh, 
Yeah, of course they did. That was, that was part of the whole point. So the temple that they came back to was probably, there were probably some stone walls because it was built out of solid stone. Uh, but a lot of those stones were probably pilfered for building other houses. And so there's rubble in there. Anything with wood had been burnt. So they did, the history is they did try to rebuild it. They did not rebuild it nearly as well as it used to look like. And it never really had its glory for another, it'd be another 500 years before it would start to look fancy again. But anyways, so that's kind of the plea here, right? You know, it's, it's appealing, it's, it's doing a lament, and again, it's bringing it on us. And that's the, you know, question we all ask. Are you going to leave me forever, right? Um, are you going to make this go on forever? Are you going to punish me forever, right? We say that in our Say that in our relationship disputes, right? Yes, I screwed up. Are, are, am I going to be punished forever? Are we going to go on? Is this, am I ever going to be forgiven for this? It's a common lament. We all do it. Everyone's been there. And they're taking that same lament to God and then appealing to God, but not appealing to God's better nature necessarily as much as appealing to God's promise. You made a promise that you'd keep your heritage and appealing a little bit to God's selfish side. Well, if you want your heritage to survive in this world, you better help us out of this. Um, or it'll look bad to you. The Psalms do that a lot. They don't usually appeal to God's better nature and simply to that and just say, God, since you're good, be good to us. Uh, it's, it's a little bit more uh, appealing to selfishness, I guess. I think the right, quite the right way to say it. But um, think about what they're going to say about you, God. All right, and now let's just do, we just got one more to get that, that kind of jumps because it keeps going lamenting, lamenting. Uh, verses 9 through 11 here. We do not see our emblems. There is no longer any prophet, and there is no one among us who knows how long. How long, O God, is the foe to scoff? Is the enemy to revile your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand? Why do you keep your hand in your bosom? What in the world does this mean? Um, emblems. Emblems isn't, uh, they think emblems is signs. They don't know exactly, you know, it's one of those hidden, I don't say hidden, but kind of lost to time things. What exactly they mean by emblems. Were they engaging in some sort of divination? But we know, again, from the second part of the line, remember the second part of the line is usually restating the first and then tweaking it, changing it just a little bit for clarifying or to give it more meaning. So the first side, we talk about emblems. So we think this is signs, uh, visions. And then the next one, right, um, there's no longer any prophet. So God, we're not hearing from you, right? We don't see signs. Uh, there's no prophet to tell us what to do. Uh, and nobody among us has any idea how long this is going to go on. How long are we going to live in ruins? How long are we going to live in the wreckage and, and crumbled stone blocks? How long until you rebuild the city like you said you were going to? Um, but since we don't have a prophet, we, we don't know where to turn to. Uh, and the absence of a prophet was seen in many ways as God withholding um, withholding support, withholding guidance. How long is the foe to scoff? So here we go again with this notion of playing on God's honor, right? How long uh, are they going to laugh? Uh, uh, how long is, are they going to laugh at me? Um, are, are they going to make fun of you forever, right? 
think of this, God. They're laughing at you. You know, the Babylonians, they're laughing at you. The, the Persians, they're laughing at you. The Egyptians are laughing at you. How long do you want to let them keep laughing at you, God? Are you, you going to do something about this, right? Um, is the enemy going to revile your name forever? So it's attaching God's honor to the people's fate. Well, God, you know, as long as you leave this city in ruins, they're going to say you're, you're, not, you're not a very good God. Maybe you should step up to the plate and prove to the Egyptians that you're greater than Anubis or whoever. And why do you hold back your hand, you know? Why, why, why are you, 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 I mean, you know, talk about playing your, your cards, right? Keep your hand close to your vest, you know, you don't show what you're doing. God, why, why are you not showing your cards? Why are you holding back? This is more lament, right? We, we don't, it feels like it goes on forever. We don't know when it's going to end. We don't hear any word from you. Um, why are you being quiet, right? There's a little bit of a, as a little truism, it's why when you, log in on computers and you're downloading something, you get that little green bar. Well, they found the reason for the bar was if people knew how long it was going to be till whatever it was downloaded, updated, that people could handle it better. If it was the not knowing that drove people nuts. So if the download or the update was going to take a long time, if people knew it was going to take a long time, you could get up and go get a sandwich. Right? You could do something else. And so I think that principle applies in pretty much any time we're waiting, right? We want to know why. When you're driving along the freeway and the traffic stalls, what do you try to do? At least what I try to do. I try to get over to the left and look around. Why do I want to look around? Is looking around going to make the accident clean up any quicker? No, it won't. But if I can see what it is, if I know what it might be, somehow that takes away my stress. If I can look over and say, oh, it's just a bunch of people rubbernecking at, you know, a traffic violation that got pulled over, that's different than if I look over and go, oh, a tanker just exploded and there's a giant pillar of smoke. That matters, right? It matters, and this is what's going on in the psalm. It's the same thing. God, how long is it going to be? When are you going to show us? I don't know, so I can't plan around it, and I can't adjust and the waiting is killing me. Don't leave me there. All right, that's some more of Psalm 74. I hope that's been helpful, uh, and I hope you guys have a great week. As always, feel free to message me, uh, leave a comment, and anything, I'd love to hear from you. So, uh, catch up next time. God bless.